0: My first thought was like I was so embarrassed, and I think that's because I have preached for so long um, to my athletes and my patients that like nothing is worth like pushing your body to the point where like the bone has to press the panic button, and I was embarrassed because I had done that, even though like I you know it's not like I was logging like 175 mile weeks or anything like that, but I was embarrassed because. I had let like my work-life balance like go, I had like said yes to way too many things.
1: Are you constantly worried about getting injured or you don't know how to get faster as a runner and you want to continue to run for stress relief, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Healthy Runner, the only place that provides you with training tips, injury recovery and prevention tools with actionable strategies by experts in the running industry so you can develop a stronger running body and feel confident that you can overcome any obstacle as a runner. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty, avid runner, running physical therapist and coach, educator, founder of Spark Healthy Runner, where we help dedicated runners get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running with the perfect online running coach, even if you've been told to stop running with an injury or you think coaching is just for fast runners. Learn more about our signature coaching program at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. Every week on the show, we coach you to grow as a runner, just like the process of building a strong durable home that will last a lifetime, requiring little maintenance. The design and planning is your mindset. The foundation is your strength training. The framing is your run plan. The electrical and plumbing is your nutrition. The insulation, drywall, and flooring is your recovery. The landscaping and exterior is your race strategy. If you master the six parts of growing as a runner, your running will be strong and last long, hitting PRs well into your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Every week, we help a runner just like you build their dream home. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne Scotty. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Before we get into this episode, if you are recovering from an injury and you want to make sure you're maximizing your nutrition to become a healthy runner, you'll want to check out Heal from The Amino Company. Later on in this episode, I will tell you more about Heal and how it can help you with your injuries and overall recovery. Or you can check out the research yourself at aminoco.com slash healthy runner. If you are an often injured runner, or if you just suffered your first injury, to put you on the sidelines after years of being a durable runner, you will want to listen to this story to get some inspiration. Welcome to episode 178 on the Healthy Runner Podcast, where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. Today, I have the pleasure of having another returning guest back on the show who is just going to share... You know, her story of what she went through in her running journey. Stephanie Flippin is a professional trail and ultra runner, holding three of the top 10 fastest 100 mile times ever for North American women, which is just incredible by the way, and is a 2021 national champion in the distance. She partners with athletes of all abilities and surfaces through her coaching service. She strongly believes in the power of representation and lifting athletes up at every stage of their journey. Stephanie is also a board certified foot and ankle surgeon and private practice owner. She is writer for Trailrunner Magazine and Relay, a collaborative running media and content group on Patreon. Welcome back on the show, Stephanie.
0: Thank you so much, Dwayne. So happy to be here. And uh, just, I really enjoy your community. So it's, honor, it's an honor of mine to be back.
1: Oh, it is an honor to have you. Thank you so much for accepting uh, my invite back on. Uh, for those who haven't listened uh, to the last time you were on the show, uh, Stephanie was on the show back in episode 96 on the Healthy Runner podcast, where she shared five keys for prevention of foot and ankle injuries and we really dove in deep to kind of Stephanie's background in finding running after many years in competitive ballet and then going to medical school becoming the 2021 USA TF 100 mile national champion and course record holder and then She shared really five key takeaway points in overcoming foot and ankle pain as a runner. So if you want more of Stephanie's background and all of her clinical pearls from her medical background, then go back and listen to episode 96 on the Healthy Runner podcast to get those uh, tips and pearls if you're struggling with foot and ankle pain. But for today's conversation, I really wanted to dive into a topic um, that many of you will be able to relate to because <clears throat> let's be honest, how many of us really listening right now can relate to being like a rock star foot and ankle surgeon and at the same time breaking like 100 mile uh, race records? Uh, I was just really, honestly, happy to come in second place in my age group at like a small 10K that I jumped in in Philly during my daughter's uh, volleyball nice. tournament a couple of weeks back. But I recently read uh, your column in Trail Runner Magazine, and Stephanie really shared her story of how she found gratitude in injury after 11 amazing years of not being injured. And I thought about all of the clients I've worked with. um, I thought about all of you listeners of the podcast who are struggling with injuries. And so I reached out to Stephanie to see if she wouldn't mind coming back on the show to share some of the things that she learned along in her running journey. So thank you, Stephanie, for agreeing to come back on and share your story with us. So since it has been a year and a half, actually, since the last time you we were back on the show back in November of 2021, where does time go, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we were just doing this like last week. No. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I know a lot about what you have been up to because I do follow you on Instagram, um, but do you mind catching up the listeners on you know, what has been going on in your world, whether it is your career, running, other business ventures that you want to share with us?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think, Dwayne, since the last time we spoke, I was just fresh off of a 100-mile PR. Um, I ran around 14 hours in November of 2021. I like rolled all, I tried my best to roll all my fitness into 2022. I started the year really strong. Uh, I think I started it off with a win and a course record um, and like second overall on the men's podium at a 40 mile race, um, took that fitness into another USATF national championships. Um, I had quite a tough day, but I was super proud to hang on to the podium um, and run another top 10 um, North American time. But then, kind of after that, I started to experience a bit of burnout. Um, I think I had kind of pushed, pushed the envelope a little um, much, um, running three like fast hundred mile times. And when I say fast, I, I'm not like talking about myself in that way. I just mean like the terrain itself um, was like flat and yielded itself to be like a fast uh, a fast race. So I had raced three hundred miler's in like the span of ten months. And some people really flourish at that for me personally, I think like the amount of time that I put into my training, like with each training block was just a little, like a little bit too much for me. So I backed things off um, through the summer of 2022 and then kind of like hit the ground running super, super hard, like up on the trails and in the mountains here. And that did lead to like some like really great training, some really great runs, but it also did lead me into a very high stress, uh, environment in the fall, uh, this past fall of 2022. And that did ultimately lead to my first ever injury in 11 years. I've had a few like soft tissue, like, you know, like very minor, um, like strains and things like that, but nothing that has ever taken me out for more than like two to three days, like at a time. So I encountered my first injury. I discovered it in November. So like late fall. And I spent the winter uh, recovering from it. And honestly, not just recovering from my physical injury, but I really had to take a close look at my mental and emotional health. And that's really actually what I focused on the most uh, this past winter. Mm -hmm. In terms of like what I've been up to in 2023, I've made a lot of big changes to my life. And I I wrote about it a bit um, in the article that you referenced But really, I just kind of had this epiphany that life is way too short and like injuries are like definitely a part of an athletic lifestyle. But for me, it was a wake up call. I was definitely like, you know, when you introduced me like on the podcast, like I am so proud of like all of the different hats that I'm so fortunate to wear. But at the same time, like I put way too much on my plate um, and I really had to do a deep assessment of kind of like the lifestyle that i have been leading. And honestly, like the example that I want to be setting um, for my athletes, patients, and just supporters.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that is, that's definitely, you know, what intrigued me about the article. And there was a lot that I related to in, in, in your story. And that's why I had a feeling many people were going to be able to relate to this. So as You guys know that like every week on the show, we kind of coach you to grow as a runner in six steps. We talk mindset, strength training, running, nutrition, recovery, race strategy, just like the process of building a strong, durable home that will last a lifetime requiring little maintenance. So today, guys, Stephanie is really going to fill kind of your mindset bucket um, and really share how, you know. She found gratitude through injury. And I think, you know, you gave us like a, a quick, brief, like overview of what's happened in that year time period. But I think a good place to start really would be sharing your thoughts on, you know, what you were thinking prior to the fall of 2022, sure. as you wrote about kind of feeling like an invincible runner. And yeah. why, why did you feel that way?
0: Yeah. You know, I something like an aspect of myself as an athlete and honestly, just as like a human has been like, I have just been durable. I feel like, you know, I put myself through like medical school, a residency, like I started like running ultras um, when I was in, in medical school and really like I don't want to say that things were easy. They, they certainly were never easy, but I was always able to find like a way to get through it. And like, I was always able to like finish the race, um, whether that's like an actual race or like, you know, a class like tests, like residency, like all of my training, I was always able to find a way to get it done. And I think that like, you know, it, it ties back into like mental strength and how I've been developing that like over the course of pretty much my entire life. Based on the um, kind of like sports and activities that I and the career paths that I've been taking. But through the summer, as I worked to kind of like work through burnout and then kind of get, uh, you know, I was dealing with a bit of like low ferritin stores and things like that. I really put everything into getting myself back on track. And I did, but at the same time, I was going through enormous emotional stress and where I made the mistake is that I didn't accommodate for how much that emotional stress was kind of, you know, and you mentioned like a bucket. I I also like to use that analogy of like different buckets, um, especially when it pertains to stress. And I just kind of had this mindset that like, you know, as crummy as like the emotional stress that I was dealing with was, I just, I felt like based on like my track history that I could just power through and get it done. And for quite a while I did, you know, I maintained like my kind of like classic high mileage training, but at the same time, like, like I said, the emotional stress that I had going on coupled with the fact that I was putting myself through like really intense heat training. You know, I was training for Javelina 100. I was like in the sauna, like four days a week. I was doing all of my like trail runs at, at altitude above, you know, 7,500 feet, you know, and I just... I wasn't placing enough emphasis on recovery. I, I thought that, like, I've done this before, like I've put in you know multiple 110, 115- mile weeks. You know, but I'm also the type of person that when I recognize a potential weakness in myself, I'll go all in on like, quote, fixing it. Right. So I was coming off, you know, like flat, fast, um, like hundred mile training. And Havelina is definitely still like a fast course, but it has a little bit more elevation gain than what I've been training for um, earlier in the year. So I hit the trails super hard, like very hard to the point where I was stacking, you know, like 10,000 feet of elevation gain on top of like 100 plus mile weeks, which for, you know, professional like trail and mountain runners, someone like like Killian Jornay or um, Jim Walmsley, like those numbers are like so like minimal to them, you know. But for someone like me who's like working full time, like, you know, I do have support as a professional athlete, but working full time in the office you know coaching my robust team of athletes it just was kind of a recipe for disaster and i didn't see it initially um and i just kind of thought like oh it's just like the normal fatigue that you know kind of the taper uh, will, will resolve but yeah i i don't i wouldn't say that i felt like i was invincible but i think because of my track record and the fact that i have always placed such importance on my fueling like my menstrual cycle I'm not restrictive at all. like I thought that I had a really, really good hold on all of those risk factors, and I, I honestly think, and in, in terms of like my entire medical team has weighed in uh, on the, uh, since the injury, we've all kind of agreed that like stress is stress, and that is definitely the biggest lesson that I learned getting that, that first injury this past winter.
1: I know there are many of you out there who tuned into today's episode and you're battling frustrating injuries that just won't go away. Hey, trust me, I've been there. I had proximal hamstring tendinopathy when I first started running, which was literally a pain in the butt. And I do what I do today to share how I learned how to get over running injuries and how to train properly to prevent them. One product I consistently recommend to the athletes I work with and who are recovering from an injury, whether it's Achilles, hamstring, or posterior tibial tendon pain, plantar fasciitis, or iliotibial band syndrome is heal from the amino company. The reason I do this is because an often neglected aspect of injury recovery and becoming a lifelong, injury-free, healthy runner is the nutritional component. So for injuries to properly heal and to allow the body to recover faster, you must supply your body with the nutrients it needs to accelerate muscle repair while helping maintain a healthy inflammatory response. And that is what the Amino Company's product Heal does better than any other product I have seen on the market as a physical therapist who works with a lot of runners struggling with reoccurring injuries. I wanna share with you the results of a recent clinical trial in a way you can understand participants basically had less muscle breakdown and faster muscle repair using HEAL when compared to high quality whey protein. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage while recovering from that stubborn injury of yours and even recovering from your daily training if you are a healthy runner, I highly recommend giving HEAL a try. I recommend it to all the athletes that I work with coming back from injury, doing a run, Uh, return to run program, or if they're struggling to recover after hard workout sessions. Since you're a part of our Healthy Runner community, you can get a special 30% off using the code Healthy Runner. Just head to amino.com forward slash Healthy Runner. You have to use the special link I put in the show notes to get your 30% off using code HEALTHYRUNNER. Go ahead and take action to set your body up with the optimal environment to recover and get out of that injury cycle. Now, let's get back into this episode. So stress is stress. So not only the physical stress, but the emotional stress that you were going through. Do you mind sharing what some of oh, that yeah, emotional that- stress was that you were dealing with, uh, during this time period of like hard intense training and the, you know, getting ready for like this desert, like crazy elevation, you know, race yeah. that you're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in the article that I recently wrote for trail runner, um, I spoke about, uh, my second mom, she like helped raise me. Um, she's been an enormous part of my life, uh, for, uh, since I was like 13 years, 12 or 13 years old, she's been, she had been battling a uh, really, really aggressive breast cancer. Um, she was initially diagnosed in 2017. She's honestly the reason why, like I started going all in on hundred milers, um, and just like trail and ultra, um, races in general. Um, it kind of felt like her fight and her journey through like, such intense chemotherapy, it felt like this parallel for us, like with me, like heading out on these like really intense, like long runs and then like lining up for these races. And she had, she had expressed to me over the years that like, you know, my fight was her fight and we were in this together and just like me running and like lining up for these races. It helped her get through chemotherapy. She had expressed to me that it helped her like feel free. So really like that's, that's honestly my why, like, and it's never wavered ever since I lined up for my first hundred miler that was back in 2015. Like I said, she was diagnosed in 2017 and literally every race that I've lined up for since 2017 has been for her. Um, There's no question or doubt about that. I mean, I race with a picture of her on a, on a little pin, um, on all of my bibs, her name's Susie. But unfortunately, this past year in twenty twenty two things took a really intense um turn for the worse, especially over the summer. No, yeah, it was like September um, when things took a turn for the worse. This is when I was like kind of like hitting my peak training weeks, you know and i I think in my mind, I knew what the answer was going to be. um she had like a few up upcoming oncology appointments and You know, my family, you know, she's my, my mom's best friend. I think I was really hesitant to kind of tell my family that like, Hey, you know, I just knew from my medical background that like, this is, you know, this is probably the end here. Uh, and that was hard. So I was kind of harboring that and like internalizing all of that, just kind of like waiting until Susie had her final, um, oncology appointment. But then like the night before Javelina, my mom had shared with me that like things like her liver was just not functioning at all anymore. Um So I kind of had that news, like definitely wow, the like,
1: night before
0: not, what's that
1: the night before yeah, your big race before. that you've been training for, for months and months.
0: Right. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's not one of those things where like, I'm someone that couldn't handle hearing that the night before I, I knew, like I'm a really very like pragmatic person. Um And especially being a physician myself, like, I don't want to be in the dark with those types of details, but yeah, you know, so I lined up for that race. I ended up having to pull at 100 K. It was strange. I had such conflicting thoughts about pulling from that race just because I actually wasn't in pain, but there was a red flag that went off in my mind and it just was like, there's something is seriously not right. Like you need to stop, even though you're not in like outright pain, I just, I felt like I had no power. Um, I felt like I didn't have like glute muscles like on either side. So that was strange to me because it was bilateral. I figured, okay, if it was unilateral, that would have been a little bit more, um, like I would have been able to kind of deduce what was going on, but I just, like I said, I had no power. I felt like I could not like accelerate at all. Like, and at first it harbored is like, I couldn't accelerate going up. Like I couldn't, ascend. And I thought, okay, that's not the worst thing because this is like a fairly flat race. If I can just like lightly jog these uphills as a, you know, and like kind of like power hike some of it, you know, and then like, once I get to a downhill or a flat, then I can really pick it up. But as the race progressed, I just couldn't, I couldn't even like, like accelerate on any downhills or flats. And I was like, something is just seriously not right. So I pulled It was strange though. Like I felt like, uh, like I just, I couldn't figure out what was wrong. And then this is kind of the crazy part and why I really wanted to write that piece for Trail Runner is because when I got the call to come home to say goodbye to Susie, my mom said like, you know, she has 10 to 14 days left of life. Um, Like you have to come home now uh, to say goodbye. When I got that call, um, I immediately like booked a flight back home to San Diego. But what was strange was that I had recovered from the race. Like I, that, that type of like loss of power, it didn't like completely resolve, but it definitely improved. But the day that I got that phone call from my mom, I went on a final run before I flew home and like I felt that loss of power again and that like inability to really like accelerate, especially going up. I was like, okay, I won't, won't think about it too much came home, I said goodbye. Um, The the hardest thing I ever had to do, Um, just largely because like both my parents are still alive. Fortunately, my grandmother is still alive. I really haven't gone through a very, very hard loss of a family member um, since I was like six or seven years old. So this was like my first major, you know, emotional stressor as an adult. When I flew back to Colorado, you know, it was kind of just, waiting um, until I got the news that Susie had passed. And ironically, the day that she passed on my run, I had like immediate anterior groin pain and pain that like stopped me in my tracks. Um, I've never felt that type of pain before. And I just knew I was like, you have to order an MRI now. So Long story short, I ordered an MRI on myself and yeah, sure enough, um, it popped up as a lesser trochanter tracking into the medial femoral neck, bone stress injury. Fortunately, because I am so like anal about like my body and my <laughs> day, I caught it early, but it had it had progressed, you know, to like borderline like grade two, grade three. You know, I I had my radiology colleagues and myself just kind of like scrolling through all of the slices um, in order to be sure we were classifying it correctly. And yeah, it was, like I said, it was like pretty much a grade two, but, you know, doing as you know, in such a high risk area, it was tracking into the medial femoral neck. So I really didn't want to mess around with that. So yeah, that's, that kind of like brings me to to that point in the journey.
1: Yeah, no, I think there's um, so much, you know, that I think runners can take away from what you just shared is, you know, from what I heard from you, this was the first big, emotional stress, right? That you've been through as an adult, you've had this, you know, really, you know, great, like accomplished career, right? Like starting in your professional career and then turning that into a running career. And this was something that you've never dealt with before. And I think there's going to be many people who can relate to like their life being turned upside down, whether it is, you know, a death of a family member you know, I shared on the podcast before when I lost my mom two years ago, and that was by far the biggest thing since, well, biggest thing in my life, right? Like that, and it's like this definitive point that you think about, right? And, you know, just like, you know, you getting through medical school for me, it was like me getting through PT school and then me going on to do a PhD and like doing that. It was like these kind of, I guess, snapshots in your life that you like definitely remember, but there was never something that was like this big and meaningful to you. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, you were doing some intense training physically. And this did impact you, even though you thought at the time that you were compartmentalizing everything and, you know, it wasn't going to hinder your training because you've always gone through that and have you know crushed your training before and did really hard things. So I think that the point's just really important for those who are listening to this and are maybe wondering why either their training is not going well, or if they are starting to feel something like you were feeling of these kind of warning signs that like, hey, something just doesn't feel right with my running. And like you described, kind of, you just realized that you weren't having power, right? You weren't able to accelerate. Like you didn't feel like your glutes were as strong and kicking in as they normally would. So you were kind of seeing some of those warning signs. So for those that are seeing some of these warning signs, they might be different warning signs, but, you know, start to think about like, is there anything else that you're dealing with in your life right now? Right? Like there are so many, you know, working, you know parents who are dealing with stresses of maybe taking care of a you know loved one an elder or stressors of their kids right like i hear all these stories of my you know friends who have kids and other kids like there are some significant stressors like parents oh. go through um or if you're going through a divorce recently right or you're going through all of that and you know i just talked with the runner recently that and how this affects us, it, it, it does impact our running. And a lot oh, of us yeah. run for the stress relief and we run to, you know, we, we say it all the time, right? Like to stay sane and we run for the mental benefits, right? To kind of clear our head, get outside. And it always makes us feel better, but we still have those, you know, stressors in our life. And there is a connection, even though we can't see the connection between like your emotional. A mental state and your physical tissues. And for you, it was your bone, right? And it was the bone that, you know, basically said like, Hey, I've had enough loading right now. I'm going to let you know that, you know, I'm going to get some swelling here and I'm going to give you some pain because we need to change something in your life right now. And that was kind of that sign for you so I guess, you know, and, and definitely, obviously, coming from your medical expertise and background, you've given this diagnosis a lot to runners, I'm sure. It, you know, whether it's a metatarsal, right, stress fracture, or maybe even, you know, I'm, I'm imagining kind of rare, calcaneal, but even maybe a tibial stress fracture. And, you know, how did you, you know, what were your thoughts, like, when it happened to you? like you've delivered the diagnosis so many times, you know, like, were you in total shock or?
0: Uh, I mean, I was, and I wasn't, it, it made sense because I was acknowledging the fact that like my emotional stress had reached an all time high. I mean, I was unable to go like 15 minutes and I'm sure Dwayne, like you can attest to this from losing your mom. I mean, I've done a lot of work like in grief counseling and therapy and with a mental performance doctor over the past six months to get to a point where like I can even just say her name without like breaking down. But I mean, during those months and like when I ended up diagnosing myself with the injury, I mean, I couldn't go like 15 minutes without crying. Like it was constant. Like I was like crying in my sleep. Like I was in so much pain too. And I was like waking up and I like didn't understand why like my face was wet. I mean, it was really extreme. And I'm honestly not like embarrassed or like, sh- like feel any shame to like talk about that. I feel like there definitely needs to be more normalization of that because my initial thought when I saw the MRI, I mean, I definitely like come from a place of privilege in that like, you know, I'm, I'm like close colleagues with uh, the, the MRI um, center that I go to, that's where I send all my patients. So, you know, the tech like was like in my ear, like through the, like on the monitor, like telling me what she was seeing and then brought me back immediately so I could look at the slices. But I mean, it felt like such a punch in the gut when I saw like, you know, the T2 images um, for your listeners. It's like when you can see the fat um, just kind of like light up and you can really see the like the edema uh, and the swelling that's going on within the bone. When I saw it, I my first thought was like, I was so embarrassed and i think that's because i have preached for so long um to my athletes and my patients that like nothing is worth like pushing your body to the point where like the bone has to press the panic button and i was embarrassed because i had done that even though like i you know it's not like i was logging like 175 mile weeks or anything like that but i was embarrassed because I had let like my work life balance like go. I had like said yes to way too many things. I hadn't like maintained healthy boundaries and I honestly hadn't accommodated and shit and pivoted for the fact that like I had just lost one of the most important people in my life quite suddenly because she did took take a um a turn for the worse very suddenly. It wasn't like we knew she was terminal but then all of a sudden it was like 10 to 14 days left of life. Um so yeah, that my initial, like, you know, my initial thought was like, gosh, I'm so embarrassed that I let this happen. And like I said, I've had to do a lot of work in the past few months to let go of those thoughts and feelings um, and understanding that, like I said, like as my coach reminds me, like injuries like are a part of being an athlete, like they just are. But there are certain injuries where we can definitely be a little bit safer with and we can kind of stop the pattern from happening again, so yeah, that's like I said to answer your question. That those were kind of my initial thoughts when I saw that saw the MRI pop up.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that honestly and just being vulnerable because, yes, it is hard for us to recognize and clearly, like you have done work on this, right? And you're in you know a better place now where you can have this conversation. And but I agree that we do need to normalize this and you know kind of getting out of our own heads of like we're a failure or yeah. if mm-hmm. you know we preach whatever or we follow this and you know we failed and you know y- y- you feel like an imposter right that's like <laughs> yeah that's kind of normal for people to feel that way when in their minds they quote unquote failed and you know i i I thank you for sharing and bringing that up. And yes, being able to work with, you know, whether it is a counselor or a therapist or a sports performance coach or right. Like being able to work with those professions to take care of our minds because if we don't have our minds, right. We don't have much. (laughs) (laughs) And it is, you know, Again, I I think a lot of listeners of our show are probably high achievers, high performers who because they're actively seeking out like information on how they can optimize their running, stay healthy, right? And and I just like just in your story, you know, can think in those time points where it was I, I was seeing similar signs of like burnout's coming if you don't make a change and you know there's only so much that you can give and you do have to unfortunately say no to certain things and you you can't burn the candle at all ends and you need to think about you know what's important to you and i'm glad that you made that decision to take care of yourself yeah. and you know if we could talk about i'm sure it's probably like one of the hardest time periods of your life but that like 2 months of like not being able to run you know, a sport that you love that you've done for the last 11 years, you know, what did you do during that time? You know, how, how, how would, what did you uh, spend your time doing to kind of keep yourself busy that you had all this extra time on your hands that you weren't out there running hundred plus miles a week?
0: Right. I really, really love this question because I actually, like my answer is probably going to surprise like many of your listeners particularly because like I was coming up at that time, it was even more stressful because I was coming up on renegotiation um, with my sponsor. So that was really tough. And I didn't really know what the future looked like. I was having to make some really, really hard decisions. And I honestly, I think, and I feel very comfortable talking about this, but a part of my like shame and embarrassment too, with the injury, like was also tied to that was tied to being a professional athlete and not like wanting to, you know, share with like my manager at the time. And, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not afraid to say that because I feel like a lot of professional athletes do go through that. I mean, I think times are changing and things are getting better. But it's still a really scary thing to be like, okay, like I had all of these race plans planned, you know, for like early winter, you know, and the spring season for 2023. And I'm now having to scrap all of them because, well, you know, as you know, Dwayne, like, yes, I had to take, you know, two months off from running. I then had to build in time to like ease myself back in, like return to sport. It's not like I just, you know, could then just hop back into my normal training. So I think that really weighed quite a lot on my mind. But uh, fortunately, um, I had such incredible support. I ended up like signing a multi-year contract with a brand that I really, really love. And they like were so supportive. Um, They helped get me set up with like the very best medical team um, in terms of like sports psychology, um, my mental health consultant and doctor. And they really just prioritized that. And they prioritized me getting better for me and not from a performance uh, perspective. Uh, And I can't express enough how empowering that was and how much like I just felt this weight be lifted because I felt like during these two months, I then felt like I had an opportunity to get myself better, like in my head too. And, And at the same time, obviously heal the bone. But it felt, like I said, it felt more like an opportunity and less like, oh my gosh, I can't do what I love for two months. This sucks. Like, you know, I'm like dipping into this like depression from this. I think another big thing for me too is that I'm very much someone who I'm very careful to not identify purely as a runner. I identify as a human first, like before like doctor or coach or any of those things. And I really, I really try to communicate that to my athletes too, because like sometimes running is going to get, be taken off the table and you're going to have to reckon with the fact that like, that should not cause your entire world to come crashing down. And if it does, it, it means that you're not, you're not diversifying yourself. And even though I get paid to run, I really, I really had to look myself in the mirror and be like this is an opportunity for you to practice what you've always preached and to work on yourself um, as a human. So I actually didn't like go crazy with cross training. Um, I probably sat on my butt on the couch and like watched like horrible Christmas movies, just ate <laughs> a bunch of like, movies. I referenced that in the piece I wrote for <laughs> Troll, Troll. I did that for about two weeks. And the reason why I did that is the first reason is because I was in quite a bit of pain. Like the bone pain, like I consider myself to have a really high pain tolerance, but the bone pain was so severe that really like even me getting into the pool or like getting on the bike at 0% resistance, it just didn't feel good. So I went with like what felt good and what felt good was just laying on the couch and doing nothing. And I want to normalize that as well. You know, I am a professional athlete, but I didn't just like immediately start kind of like psycho cross training. I didn't. And I, a large reason for that, like I said, is the pain, but two, like my body just needed the rest. It needed, it didn't need movement. Like there are many times where our bodies do need movement, but for me and for those first two weeks, it just needed me to just be sedentary and to honestly process the loss of Susie, process like this major injury, that I had sustained and just kind of like look forward and see what I could do to rectify um, all of these different things. So that's what I did for the first two weeks. I, after that, like when my pain was finally under control, I was able to ease into cross training, you know, and I worked with um, a physical therapist in order to help build me back, like from a cardiovascular perspective. And then once I was cleared to, I really started hitting like strength um, pretty hard with, at my PT's guidance. But that's what I did in those past two months. And I didn't log any of my cross training. I don't know how many miles I went on the bike. I don't know how many miles I went on the elliptical. But I really didn't do that much. It was probably like every other day for, Mm -hmm. you know, at least weeks of movement.
1: Yeah. And in, in the piece you talk about kind of Christmas Day being like one of those reflective moments or points in time that was kind of like a little turning point for you. Why was that?
0: Yeah, I think because for those first 10 to 14 days um, when I was like in just in pain and just kind of laying around, I was just so like, I was just feeling really bad, like, and sorry for myself. And I think at that point I hadn't yet viewed the next two months or the next six weeks that laid ahead of me as an opportunity yet. I was really just, I had so many regrets. I was like, ah, if you just, if you hadn't like ran that 40 miler, like long run in training, if you hadn't like gone out to Arizona and put in, you know, like a 55 mile weekend, like if you just hadn't done these things and I felt like I was just replaying all of these training decisions I had made, you know? And it's like, oh, if you hadn't forced that hill workout like two weeks out, I spent those first two weeks doing that and just like ruminating, and also, I think I was like, I was like crossing wires with like my emotional stress and like what was going on physically. And what I mean by that is like, now the mind is so strange, but this is the way my mind works. Um, it's like my mind kept going back to like, if you hadn't done this, then like Susie wouldn't have have passed. Like if you, you know, and I, I was like, my mind is like trying to make all these connections with everything that I was trying to process. And then finally on Christmas Day, it was like, okay, enough. Like you allowed yourself to like go through this stage of grief, and now it's time to move on to the next phase. And for me, that wasn't like, okay, like you're done, kind of throwing this temper tantrum, and now you're better. It really was like, okay, now I have to move on to the next phase of processing, like both of these losses um, at the same time. And like I said, I can't say enough good things about my therapist, who who's also my sports psychologist, as well as like my mental um, performance coach, just because they both helped helped me pull through this uh, in a healthy way. And like I said, in a way where I saw an opportunity and I was curious about how like how healthy I could get like mentally, emotionally and physically.
1: Right, right. And yeah, no. Uh- man again just to normalize like i love that you're sharing this because right many people feel those regrets yeah. whether it is an injury whether it is performance wise and they just didn't hit what they wanted on the clock and they feel like and they go through you know all the regrets and maybe i shouldn't have did this maybe i should have did this maybe i should wear those shoes where right you go through all those things and and you know there does come a time Right where we need to, kind of turn the page. And I, I love also how you mentioned earlier that you're human, and yeah. you're not only identifying yourself and your self worth as what you do from a running performance standpoint and what your running, right, um, results look like. And yeah, I think I I I see that a lot. You know that. Many people do define themselves as that. And I think as we continue in our running journeys, and all of our journeys look different, right? We're all unique, but we all have a journey. And sometimes, as we're going through that journey, and whether we're very successful at the journey or, you know, we're really shooting high, we have some really high goals. And we're taking action to learn everything possible, implement everything possible, and then, when we don't get that result, then we right like everything falls on that. And you know we talk a lot about enjoying the process and remembering our why and you know, going through the training and and you know running for life and longevity, not just the result, right? on the clock. And I think just you sharing how. You were feeling during that time period and even having those regrets even though right you're like very smart brilliant right yeah like you you mentioned before that you're like very analytical and and right you you should have been able to just say like oh obviously i just did too much loading and i had you know emotional stress going with physical stress so my bone just didn't wasn't able to handle it okay it's a bone it's going to heal and then I'm gonna get back out there, right? But you weren't thinking analytical. You weren't able to separate your personal self from you being a physician and being able to educate, you know, patients that have been through this scenario before. I hope you are enjoying this episode and it is providing value for you. I wanted to take a brief moment to share a story of a real runner like you who is struggling with a common problem that you may be facing. Here is one of our athletes who got the guidance, support, and accountability from our Healthy Runner coaching team to get clarity and structure on the six steps to growing as a runner with personalized strength nutrition, and run plans. I hope their story inspires you that there is hope to either get over your running injury or to continue getting faster or running longer so you can continue to get in those mental clearing miles and enjoy your running journey again. Here is their inspiring story.
2: Hi, I'm Courtney. Uh, I'm a recreational runner and wanted to share a little bit my recent injury adventure and recovery with you. Um, So I hope it can give more people hope about recovering from some running injuries. Uh, I've been a runner for decades, just recreational, just for fitness, and in 2020 decided to train for a marathon, given that I had a little bit more time. And uh, over the past, now, two and a half years, I've been able to train for and complete several marathons. During that time period, that change in training, I did develop some new types of pains and injuries along the way, but one that really um, puzzled me for quite a while was pain in my high hamstring, which turned out to be my proximal hamstring tendon. Um, I did train with that injury through July 2022, the summer, in order to run a fall marathon, which I did complete. But once that was over, I knew I had to really get this injury uh, checked out and under control um, in that time period of fall 2022 after my most recent marathon uh, through social media I did come across Dwayne and the healthy running strength program I initially tried that and right away I knew this was making a big difference um, involved a lot of exercise that I had never done before I had been going to the gym on my own a lot using machines nothing too running specific But the uh, strength program uh, that's built out was really making sense to me, hitting a lot of areas that I really hadn't trained or strengthened before, including the glute region, um, the hips, the hamstrings. And uh, once I realized that this was really something novel and specific to runners, I reached out to Duane and started working with him in December. Uh, My initial work was a little derailed because I fell while running on ice in December and had to take about a month off from running due to a knee laceration, meaning stitches. But during that time, I was still able to do whatever I could with a straight leg to continue strengthening. More recently, over these last two months, I've been able to do uh, more targeted strength training through the um, strength program, which incorporates, uh, for me, additional hamstring exercises. And it's been gradual but very noticeable. My uh, discomfort has markedly improved; it's almost non-existent during daily activities, uh, very low level with easy running, and I've started to be able to incorporate a little bit more speed work and hills into my training. So, for the first time in a long time, I have a lot of hope about um, completely healing my injury and getting back to marathon training again. I'm taking this very kind of cautiously because. I realized i've been dealing with the injury for well over two years and just want to take the time to do it correctly um, my only regret is that i didn't find Dwayne in his program sooner and um, i hope a lot of runners are able to start and continue to do his exercises because i think they really do help um, all aspects of running One other thing other than my uh, hamstring being improved is my core strength my upper body strength has improved so overall i just feel stronger even though i haven't um, you know been able to run or train at full capacity in the recent months Um, so i'm very thankful for the opportunity to learn uh, learn from my mistakes and uh, through this program get on the right track and just plan to continue it Um, for as long as I'm able to run, which is hopefully many more decades. Thanks.
1: I hope sharing that story inspired you and provided you some hope If you want the one-on-one structure, accountability, and support from our Healthy Runner coaching team of experts, check out the -the behind-the-scenes video tour of our signature coaching program you just heard about, including other stories from runners who are just like you and were struggling with the same sticking points before they signed up for our program. Just head to learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com. To learn more and book your strategy call with me today. Now let's get back into this episode. I'm really wondering, you know, after those nine weeks of like, no running, you know, what did that first run feel like for you? Or what were the thoughts that were going through your mind when you first, you know, went yeah. out there for a run?
0: Yeah, I was such a nervous Nelly. Like, um, I'm <laughs> So conservative, like I, I won't run through any any type of pain. Like that's like concerning. Like I, that that is something that I think I have taken a lot of pride in, and that's that's honestly probably why I have technically like stayed healthy um for the past mm-hmm. eleven years because I don't mess around with that. Like soreness is one thing, but I feel like I know my body really really well, and like I know what that like red flag pain and discomfort feels like. So my first run back you know, I started on like a lever system. I live pretty rural. So if you're a listeners who are like, what's a lever system? Or like, why weren't you on an alter G? For me, I would have had to drive like an hour and 20 minutes one way to get access to the closest alter G um, where I live. So fortunately, um, one of my close friends lended me her lever system. So I was on that. And I started with like one minute run intervals on four minutes walking. I was fortunate to have the guidance of one of the top, um, exercise physiologists and coaches like in the world. I'm so, so grateful um, to Trent for giving me and guiding me, um, back with a very conservative, uh, return to return to sport, uh, protocol. But I mean, it was like four minutes total of running on four minutes, walking recoveries, you know, and this is because like we were dealing with, you know, edema into the medial femoral neck like this wasn't like a lesser risk bone here so yeah i mean and i i do remember like after my first run even though it was super super minimal running my calves were destroyed like my calves were (laughs) (laughs) um and then my pt was like okay we need to start adding back in like weighted calves (laughs) 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 like get your other soft tissue structures like back in the game here But, but i mean i had such like such gratitude to be back even though it was in such like a quote minimal capacity but at the same time I was also scared because you know I fortunately at this point in my training I'm like full force like training for western states right now but like February 1 I was like you are running for one minute at a time and at the end of June you're wanting to compete at the highest level at like the most competitive a hundred mile trail race in the like United States. Uh, and yeah, I was, I was like, I don't know how this is gonna work. You know, even though I'm familiar with like a progression and return to sport and what that looks like. And the fact that like, I did have quote, plenty of time to ease back in, fortunately. But I was so scared of setbacks. I think that was the biggest thing, Dwayne. I was so so nervous about any type of soreness. Like my if my TFL would be like talking or just any if my glute was like ah uh, like starting to feel that soreness that I had like when the bone wasn't healed. I just like I, I would I really had to prevent myself from spiraling, uh, and I really had to stay connected with my physical therapist and my entire medical team throughout that.
1: Yeah. So did you suffer any setbacks or any minor injuries or aches and pains?
0: Didn't at all. And I'm like, I'm so, so grateful for that. Again, I think it is a testament to how conservative we were and, and the like strong emphasis on strength work that I did. And I worked with like my PT on that. Like I was doing that religiously, like to a T, uh, like everything that he was telling me to do um, to build up, especially like my glute medius strength again, and my iliopsoas strength. But no, I fortunately didn't have any setbacks and I was prepared for it. Everyone, you know, my entire medical team was like, you need to be prepared for pain and like having, you know, having to adjust, you know, the protocol and like take a little bit more time off. But I'm so grateful that I didn't. Like I said, I, I think I have, have to thank my PT for that with the strength work that we put in.
1: Yeah. So for those listening, listen to your PTs, right? And double down on your strength training for running. Uh, Super, super important, super protective for our bodies. And sounds like it was very helpful for you and preventing, you know, it is fairly common, right? For, For most runners to suffer an injury in one area and a couple of weeks, a couple of months later, have an injury pop up in a different area because of compensation, because of muscle imbalances that weren't picked up on. And now you start putting stress and strain in another area of the body, and then you wind up getting a tendinopathy or tendonitis, you know, in those areas. So that's amazing that things have been going smoothly. And, you know, as we kind of get down the final stretch here, If you could change like one thing about the misconception Mm -hmm. about getting a running injury, you know, what would that be?
0: That's such a wonderful question. I would probably answer it in that, like, try your best to discard like the shame and like the guilt and like the kind of ruminating thoughts and the what ifs because you really only have like the present you only have right now. You can't, you know, you can't like fast forward and find out how the race, you know, in the fall is going to go. And that's, that's something like I've really had to work on. I always want to know how things are going to end for better or for worse, because I want to be able to prepare for that result. You know, I'm I'm someone that like, if I'm really into a book and I'm like, I just really want to know what happens. Like I have to stop myself from like going to the back of the book to like get the ending. It's like, I don't know why, (laughs) but that's probably the best piece of advice I can impart is that sometimes it, it's not, it's like an injury isn't your fault. Um, and I think that's something that I really, really had to work through. Um, of course, there are things, you know, like you, you can make adjustments to maybe an injury popped up because maybe you weren't placing enough emphasis on strength work, or maybe, you know, maybe you weren't, you know, staying on top of your caloric intake to meet like your, you know, your nutritional needs um, with a training ramp up or things like that. But sometimes like those things are inadvertent and even if you're struggling with like an eating disorder or like an exercise addiction or things like that those things still aren't your fault and i think i really had to come to terms with that that it's not my fault that my body couldn't handle like this excessive overflowing bucket of stress and when I finally like came to terms with that. I felt like I could just take a deep breath and like let everything go, including my regrets about maybe not traveling back home to San Diego to see Susie more often, like throughout like her chemotherapy, like all of those things. They became so intertwined for me, like with with my injury as well, that it was just like, just stop being so hard on yourself like just let it go. Like I can't change it. We can't go back in time and change it. And like I said, we also don't know what's going to happen in a few months from now. All we have is today. And like in my training up until this point, like of course I wish I had more time like to, to you know in my build up to Western States. Of course I wish none of the past like 4 months had just like transpired. But at the same time, like they did and that's okay. So each time I head out for a run, I just tell myself like, give, give this run like everything that you have. And not from like, I'm not like, oh, like racing all of my runs, but like, just give your best effort, your best mindset, your best attitude today, because that's all that that's all that you have. And that's all that's really promised to you. So that's, if I could like, I'm not very, I'm not a very concise person, but if that's what I can impart. To um, so your listeners, like taking from like what I took from my very first and very major injury, um, that's what I would say.
1: Not concise, but very human. And <laughs> that's what I love about even, you know, reading your post on Instagram is that human element really like shines. And even though I'm reading text, it's on Instagram, it's a post, I can tell that you're putting passion into it and you clearly just showed that passion. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah, and, of course.
1: Yeah. Don't, definitely don't apologize uh, for not being concise because I definitely am not <laughs> concise either. <laughs> so, guys, I, I really hope that you know hearing some of Stephanie's story and how she found gratitude through this injury process and what she just so eloquently described and and how she is grateful for getting out there and giving her best effort on a run. And one quote that I really liked from your piece is you said I will always be grateful for because it gave me the chance to zoom out and have humility for the fact that we're all human, vulnerable and finite. Like yeah. I just love that quote because yeah, if you get an injury, it sucks. Like mm-hmm. who wants to get injured? No one wants to get injured, right? Like no. Like it's it's terrible, but and it's hard when it first happens so if you're listening to this and you've just had an injury you, you still might be going through that process but on the back end right this is going to be that that point that you're going to reflect on later and hopefully it's a big turning point for you whether it is you change some things in your personal life and we talked about you know how you just you know prioritize things differently right or maybe this is two steps back to take 10 steps forward in your running journey. Right. So we we never know. And I just love the fact that you highlighted that, you know, we just show up to be our best selves and to be, you know, mentally present, mentally strong, and you know, give your best effort. Yeah. Right. And that that's 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 I think the standard we should hold for ourselves. So thank you for sharing that. I, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing um, your story. You know, where is the best place? I know you're doing lots of different things right now, but, you know, how can our Healthy Runner community, if they haven't um, been in touch with your work yet, you know, where can they uh, connect with you?
0: Yeah, uh, I just launched a brand new website. It's Uh, uh My wonderful uh, partner uh, created that website for me. That website has like links to everything. Um, you can also find me like on Instagram. My handle is at Stephanie Ann Flippen. I'm sure Dwayne will pop in with the, the spelling since I have kind of a funky spelled name. But yeah, my website is probably the best place. Uh, you can reach out to me there. Um, I have multiple different options for inquiries or just reaching out. I have, I have plenty of readers who just reach out and just give me some feedback or like a quick thank you note in terms of like my writing and things like that. I also include my uh, links on my site to all of my articles there.
1: That's fantastic. And you're going to be doing a monthly column, is that correct, in Trailrunner Magazine?
0: monthly column. You you can also check uh, me and my partner, uh, my podcast host uh, partner, Carolyn Sue, out on Spotify. We just launched a recent podcast called Making Strides uh, where we talk about representation and diversity in the sport.
1: Awesome. Yes, I follow Carolyn as well. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to listening to that. I know it's fairly new um, launch with your podcast. So I'll definitely be thrown in my rotation uh, for my runs. So yeah, thank you so much for taking the time out and being vulnerable, sharing your story so we can all learn a little bit and grow in our own running journey. I appreciate it, Steph.
0: Thank you. So happy to be here.
1: And thank you guys for listening to this episode, uh, whether it was during your run or if you're watching the video version in our Spark Healthy Runner uh, YouTube channel. I appreciate all of you. As always, let's maintain a strong mind, a strong body, and let's just keep on running. Until next time. Thank you as always for listening to the Healthy Runner podcast where we help you get stronger, run faster, and enjoy lifelong injury-free running. If you found this content valuable, here's five ways we can help you grow as a runner for free. One, grab a free copy of our six steps to growing as a runner framework at learn.sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash grow. Two, follow our Instagram page at sparkhealthyrunner. Three, join our free group by searching Healthy Runner in Facebook. Four, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash spark healthy runner five leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more experts in the running field and bring those lessons and trainings back here right to you don't forget hit the subscribe button on apple podcast or the follow button on spotify so you don't miss the next episode of healthy runner so you can maintain a strong mind a strong body and just keep running running. Lastly, if you've been struggling with the constant injury cycle, not eating the right foods for running, or not getting faster as a runner, and you are ready to invest in becoming a lifelong injury-free runner, head to sparkhealthyrunner.com forward slash coaching to apply for our one-on-one signature coaching program thank you again. I really, truly mean it from the bottom of my heart that I appreciate you for listening and sharing this podcast with a running friend who can use the help. Now go and crush your run today. See you next week.